Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Hollywood's home away from home, it's, thank God I'm atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to talk about probably a fairly little-known Mormon practice mm. um, known as the Patriarchal Blessing. Yeah, you kids are almost up to up to speed with the Mormons at yeah. this point. We're going to have to move on here in a minute. But yeah, trust us, we but, will. <laughs> we will. <laughs> but but uh, this was brought to our attention that we had never really talked about it. Yeah. And uh, this and so, one was requested. Yeah. So, so we're going, we're, we're going we're, after it. We're going to dig in. And then, uh, yeah. So, but of course, and that brings up a good point. Request stuff. Yeah. You know, if you, want, if you want to hear about it, just let us know. We tell you how to contact us every <laughs> single week. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> get out your pen and pencil. Yeah, exactly. Or a pen and paper. Because or, a pen and a pencil won't. That's you, not if enough. You, if you're good at writing really small with your pen, <laughs> you might be able to write it onto the pencil. Onto the side of the pencil. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right. Hey, uh, so the reason that I called this, ho- why would I call it Hollywood's Home Away From Home? Well, because once a year, <laughs> we have a wonderful event here. <laughs> we do. It's called the Sundance Film Festival. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's fun. We're we're both it's, film guys, so yeah, uh, it's, it's it's a big deal for it. us. And Are you it, seeing anything this year? I'm sure tickets? I will. I don't have any tickets. Yeah, just I just gonna wait list somewhere. Yeah, that's 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 the locals' way to do it. Yeah, I I actually really like wait listing. I do too. Just it's get you, mine. Yeah, and sure. You can always get in. Yeah, I've never not gotten in. I've only not gotten into one thing, and that was up in Park City. If you if you do it down yeah, in Salt you Lake, Salt Lake. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're not the types that that look for the uh, the stars. We don't want the to see glitterati. Them. Yeah, we're we're not there to to do a stargazing trip. No, we're, we just no. want to see Although, the movies. Although it happens, I oh, mean, sure. you just go to Park City and you will see someone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, one time I went to a, a screening of a show. Um, it was a show that that uh, Kara Sedgwick directed. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. She was in it and. Uh, her husband, uh, Kevin Bacon, directed it. Oh. And they got up for a Q&A afterwards, and he put his hand into his pocket and was fiddling with his junk <laughs> for th- probably five minutes of this Q&A. Uh, when he gets nervous, you know? He just it's fiddling. His coping. He was it's just coping fiddling. Like this, <laughs> this is the kind of wonderful thing that you get to experience only at the Sundance Film oh, Festival. Oh, yeah. yeah. Junk fiddling. <laughs> anyway, um, not everyone is pleased that Sundance is uh, here. Oh, okay. I just want to. I unfortunately, like, uh, like why? What, what you, <laughs> traffic in the canyon? Like, like what? Smut. <laughs> Smut is the problem. Yeah, there is. Uh, the you you of course know about the uh, the Sutherland Institute in oh, Utah. I'm yeah. I you're intimately <laughs> I aware. Basically, you made a film because of them. You did. Yeah, you made a yeah, yeah. a wonderful like, film. Let's plug it by the way. Oh, it's sure. called Natural Family Values. You can yeah. see Frank's wonderful work. You can get it on on Amazon. on Amazon. You can rent it on Amazon. You don't even have to buy it. Yeah, you can rent it for like I don't even know how much it goes for. Really interesting. I think you guys would like it a lot. It's uh, it's it's a documentary about about um, the Sutherland Institute uh, drafted a really cute little document, mm, the, the the natural family <laughs> resolution, <laughs> which which then mm. they shopped around to towns in Utah to say, hey, you guys should adopt this as your uh, as, as, yeah, just just yeah, as just a, pass it as it's a, a non-binding resolution as a but, creed. But it, it it can be like you, you're just sort of you're just saying what your town's all about. You, you're sort of 
staking a claim it for natural families in your town. <laughs> and, and natural families is defined as like, you know, a man, a good, hard-working man mm. who goes off to work and a woman who stays home with a quiver of children. A, f- a full quiver. A full quiver of children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really their language. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, the Sutherland Institute isn't in the film, though. No. It, because they refused to talk to us. <laughs> but <laughs> Did um, they really? Yeah, we went. Oh, but we did go down to um, the one town in Utah that did actually pass it. Right. And uh, and I interviewed a ton of people and made a nice little, I think it's a nice little film. Yeah, you got the mayor, it. you got all the city council people, you got, it's great. Yeah. It's adorable. It's a good one. I like anyway, it. Anyway, the Sutherland Institute is a is a Utah-based institute that is basically just sort of in charge of being as curmudgeonly as they can. It's an ultra right wing right think tank. Like ultra, like just crazy They're town. libertarian. Are I they? Mean, yeah, if, I mean if you really look at what they're what they're sort of promoting. Gonna, yeah, they're sort of the, tea party tarians. That well, that's what you would probably call them now. Yeah. But like back back in the day, I think you would call them libertarians. Um, and I think they, they still are. I mean, you read anything that they put out and it's, you know, the, their whole thing about this, this, the, 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 the family is the hallmark of civilization or something like that. <laughs> and, and it's, it's about children being, um, educated in the home. Right. They, they talk like they would love to dismantle the public, uh, school system. <laughs> Any, like they're that kind. Yeah. That, that's the kind of thing think this is. Here's what's brilliant about this. These guys are protesting the film festival. Uh-huh. Um, without, they can't have seen any of the films. No. No one has seen any of these films. No. The films are not rated by exactly. anything. Right. They don't know what they're protesting. No, they, they don't. have no idea. Well, it. I love, because I read the article in the <laughs> Tribune. I don't know if we read the same one right. about, about it. Mm-hmm. But they, they did refer to it as the annual <laughs> Sutherland right. Institute protest <laughs> against the against yeah yeah Sundance yeah so. you know it's funny a couple of years ago I saw a post on Craigslist that oh. was that was selling a couple of Sundance tickets oh but the post was like we're selling these Sundance tickets because we got the because we thought it would be fun to go to, to <laughs> Sundance but we, then we found out that they have horrible movies there and it's and oh, no. stuff that should be rated r and it's smutty and it's blah 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 and you gotta know uh by the way everybody that um uh mormons are like not supposed to go to rated r films right not that they understand how these ratings come about because right. if they knew how arbitrary the rating system was they probably well they still would. they still because the prophet said don't see r-rated movies right but boy they'll go see any any PG thirteen, right? That's yeah. Far worse. Oh, it's pushing sure. the boundaries far more. Right, right. From their perspective, yeah. You know, with sexual content and, and drug use and whatever. Yeah. But and that's swearing. fine. That's, that's totally, totally fine. Totally, absolutely fine. But yeah, they won't go see Schindler's List. <laughs> right. Anyway. <laughs> um. So. So yeah, the southern the the, the one of the quotes is uh, <laughs> oh my god. For the sake of public decency and encouraging a free moral society, the state of Utah should end its complex relationship with the Sundance Film Festival. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the some, state does help. Some, some things are too. more important than money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah. 
<laughs> this thing brings in so much money to Utah. Oh, uh, it's eighty million dollars a year like, into the local economy. Like the state's gonna turn their back on that. No way. It's art. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the ones that they were that they were pointing out this this year is uh there's a film called Lovelace mm. about Linda Lovelace. Uh, Lovelace, who was the star of the of the seventies porn Deep Throat, oh yeah, okay, starring Amanda Seyfried. That could not possibly be a worthwhile film. Obviously not. Could not. It's about porn. You just told me <laughs> that it's about the woman who was in Deep Throat, right? A film about porn. Yeah, that's basically porn. Yeah, and that also um, brought down the 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 you know Richard Nixon. Uh, oh well yeah <laughs> not that See? there was any connection between the film and there may was, have been there may have been there may be well, more than we know the the informant would have had to come up with a different name <laughs> anyway so it's not all peaches and cream here at the sundance festival mm. people hmm. no it's not no so it's you know i get it yeah i don't oh. want him here either let me tell you something i have seen some things at the Sundance Fist Festival. The Although, Fist Festival? The f Festival. <laughs> Although we did see, when, at, at Slam Dance that one year, we saw the, uh, remember that Meat uh, movie? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Peggy. Um, what was her name? Peggy. It was a great little film. Oh, I can't believe I'm In I'm the most awful way. It was a short. It was, it was in a short segment. Peggy that, Bruin. Yes. Peggy Bruin. And she, uh, <laughs> she had... <laughs> It was in black and white. Woman. It was really hard to tell what was going on at various points, but there was one point where there was a stake and yeah. like a body part started to emerge through the stake <laughs> and you couldn't really tell what it was, but it looked kind of like a penis, but then it was actually a big toe. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were people like in bondage outfits, uh -huh. like eating ice cream. And <laughs> it was, getting stuff poured I on them. loved that film. Anyways. It was amazing. Oh, Peggy Bruin. Yeah. Um... All right, let's see. Um, oh, well, here's a fun little story. Um, uh, so um, the, the, this is in the UK. Um, mm -hmm. A flight attendant has just won the right to wear her, her little Christian um, cross necklace, right? To work as, um, at, at for um, um, British Airways. Oh. British Airways had, had denied her... <laughs> The, the, the that it was uh, the, the right to wear it is saying that it was a violation of their of their dress code. Oh, but they apparently they allow women in hijabs. To, oh, so she's so, so she she's was suing like, like she was like, excuse me, <laughs> this is my version of a hijab. <laughs> yeah, it's a cross that's not required to wear. <laughs> yeah. I just am opting to wear it to right. show my Christianity. And yeah. six British courts sided with um, British Airways. Uh huh. Um, and then the European Court of Human Rights oh. sided with her. European Court of Human Rights. This yeah. went to the European Court of Human Rights. Uh huh. Yeah. Where is that? Uh, it's it's um it's in Belgium. Oh, it's in what? What's, what's the big town? Brussels. Brussels. Oh, that's the one. Of course, it's in Belgium. If yeah. it had been in France, she would have lost. <laughs> Well, but they're saying that it's actually going to have uh, serious implications. Yeah. Um, on uh, perhaps the burqa ban, if they if that were actually taken to the high court in in Europe, um, then uh, yeah, yeah. 
I can see that having uh, a lot of implications. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Suddenly Satanists are wanting to wear their little pentagrams on in at their job. Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the, the, the employers. Well, but the, the issue that I have with it is that, is well, I mean, what, what we were just talking about. It's not required where right. for a Christian. Right. They're, they're, they're nowhere. In, in any, any Christian, Christian dogma. dogma. Yeah. yeah. D- does it say you have to wear this emblem yeah. as a sign of your Christianity? Whereas these, these Muslim women, it actually is. Now, I don't know. Maybe that's a weird double standard. Yeah. I'd, I mean, her faith is dictating to her that she should wear it. Frankly, the standard should be our dress code is our dress code. And if you have to wear a hijab, you don't get to work with us. Yeah, but that's not how, I mean, that's not even the way that it'd be handled in this country. No, no. Well, and you know what? Honestly, if I were running a business and I had a dress code, I'd probably allow a hijab. I'd probably allow a cross. Yeah, I would probably too. To be honest. Yeah. But as long as it's not like obtrusive, if it's a nice little thing, if it's like some big giant thing, that would be ridiculous. How big of a cross is too big? Oh, you'd want one of those little dainty ones. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want anything more than an inch. But <laughs> an inch as long inch. as your religious symbol is smaller than an inch. Yeah, yeah. It's then, okay. Then, then you're down. It's okay then, for then you, Dan. It's, it's cool. <laughs> don't worry about it. You don't want a, one of those big old crosses. Well, but maybe that's what their faith is dictating to them. Here's my question. Why couldn't she just like get a cross that looked kind of like an airplane? <laughs> airplanes that's are funny. airplanes are the shape of a cross. More or less. Yeah. Just get an airplane with Jesus hanging on it. <laughs> a plane affix. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, but um I I just I think that it's really interesting because it puts me into weird moral dilemmas because I'm yeah. like I'm on, on the one, I can totally see it on the one hand where it's like, I agree with those six British courts where it's like, no, that's, it's different. It's not on the right. same level right. at all. Correct. But on the other hand, I'm kind of just like, well, British Airways, I think you were wrong in the first place. Yeah. I think it was. In the sense that it's like, it's kind of a stupid policy. Well, like, for the most part, like, like. The picture of her has, like, she's very flight attendant-y, right? Mm. She has, like, a little scarf around her neck and whatnot. Mm. You're not going to really see the cross, right? Oh, she'll make it seen. (laughs) A woman that's willing to go to these lengths, (laughs) she'll make sure you see it. It's, like, dangling out on the outside. Oh, yeah. She's going to sew it onto her What about What about cross earrings? Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, where does this stop? Where does it stop? I could imagine other ways of... Putting a cross on you. Cross hairpin. Right. Cross whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems. She could walk around with her arms in a cross. <laughs> yeah. Walk around like that. That's true. Yeah. Could do it. She could. Would you like coffee, tea, or for me to say a Bible verse to you? Sir, you have seat back forward, sir. Sir, Jesus sir. wants you to put your seat back and tray table to its full and upright position. <laughs> Sir. That was the thing I noticed on British Airways was the amount of times that they say sir. <laughs> sir, madam, sir. Madam. Hello, sir. Coronation chicken, madam. <laughs> <sighs> and that's what we had. Guess what we had? Rachel sat Rachel and I sat there the whole time just making fun of the flight attendants. <laughs> We, and we actually spent the next two weeks just driving around Sardinia 
<laughs> making fun of the flight attendants. We thought they were so funny. Saying coronation chicken. Coronation chicken, sir. <laughs> Hello, madam. <laughs> I offer you tea, sir. No, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Okay. Well, uh, there you go. <laughs> Good news yeah. for gay Mormons. Or Gormans, as I like to call them. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it would appear that there is a website coming mm-hmm. that will uh, that will help you find love. I don't know if it's a dating site per se, but basically, <laughs> okay, I'm I'm concerned. You should be concerned. <laughs> Origins is apparently coming to the to an internet near you. And what is their angle? Uh. Gay Mormons, says, I, that doesn't seem to work. No. No, it doesn't seem to work. But we all remember the story of my friend Josh Weed and mm-hmm. the fact that he uh, he's a Mormon and he's gay and he chose to live in a in a marriage with a woman. Is it providing that service? I'm setting up women who are willing to deal with it. <laughs> with men who are, yeah, <laughs> men who are trying not to be gay. I think so. Although, so, frankly, you know, usually women... Who have that low of self-esteem, it's easy for them to find gay men to date. <laughs> Shut up. That's a horrible thing. <laughs> no, it says uh, this, this site seeks to give Mormons an online social network to meet others like them for, quote, marriage or long-term commitment. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. I'm very confused about this. Origins uh, seeks to give gay Mormons an online social network to meet others like them for so other gay Mormons for marriage or long term commitment. But I think it's not just oh, so it's like lesbians matching up with <laughs> with gay guys. <laughs> that's, that's the worst combination. Yeah, that's literally as bad as it gets. Oh my god! Connect, uh, Markle. Markle, this is this guy Andrew Markle is creating the the site, and he said. Uh, that Origins will also, quote, connect gay Mormons with allies and help them reconcile their religious beliefs with their lifestyle. Good. All right. Oh, oh I don't, I don't, I'm confused. Yeah. I'm totally confused. I, oh, it hasn't launched yet. We're going to have to really troll this We're going to have to thing. really watch that because... Not we, troll it like, like write bad things, but like troll it as in... Like get go, a membership go and through get it on it. And see what it looks like and like, all that sort of stuff. Figure out what's going on. Yeah. Do some spying. Yeah, some... you know this is so. This follows on the heels of more the Mormon Church launching their Mormons and Gays website, which yeah. is which yeah. is them trying to say we welcome you as long as you don't ever do any of the stuff right. that you're sexually attracted to doing. <laughs> right. So just deny a huge part of who right. You are. All you have That's to do it. is pretend you're something you're not for and the then, rest then, of your life, and then Heavenly Father's fine with it. Right. Jesus will love you then. Yeah. It's fine. Don't yeah. worry. You you can be the ward clerk. You can go to the temple and you know have a... or the librarian. You can be the ward librarian. <laughs> sure, you probably can't be in the primary. No, you they wouldn't let teach, you in the primary. Can't teach they wouldn't the kids. let you in the young men's, young women's. You can uh, no, no none of the Boy Scouts for you. You could be the chorister. You could be the ward chorister. <laughs> you the can, organist. You can be the organist. Yeah, that, those I'm are sure all. that's happened more than once. I'm sure that happens um, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, good Whoa. good for them. I hope That's that everyone crazy. finds what they're looking for. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, um, I have an interesting story that I I stumbled across this this morning, and I have to admit, I 
it, it's a very long article and I've only read half of it. So oh, I'm wow. just going to say that up front. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's actually, I found it on Buzzfeed, which it's like this in-depth article mm. and it's, it's written by a Buzzfeed contributor. I didn't know that they even did that. I always <laughs> thought Buzzfeed was really kind of flighty and, mm. and whatnot, not an actual site to go and read actually really interesting articles, right. which this one is. Um, so uh, I might have to start going to BuzzFeed more often. But anyways, um, this is about Scientology. And the, the, question, the, 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 the headline, the title of the article is, Is Scientology Self-Destructing? Mm. Meaning, and, meaning, will it destroy itself? W- yeah, is or it sort of collapsing the... in oh, on, okay. its, on itself? Um, and and the, the issue is, apparently, um, Scientology... Well, I never, I never would have guessed sort of the numbers, right? I, I don't even, like how many, how many, we talked about this earlier, but before we talked about it, how many would you, like Scientologists would you have thought were in the United States? Well, you know, I would have started with how many Mormons are there Mm. and we got, you know, anywhere, I mean, estimates are, are different, but you know, so I would have probably said maybe because Mormons, what? Mormons, I think there's like. I think they claim like four or five million right, in, in, the, in the U.S. So I would have said maybe Scientology could muster up, you know, a solid half to mil- to a million. Like 500,000 to yeah. one million? Yeah, somewhere in that range. Well, in 2008, there were 25,000 self-identifying uh, uh, Scientologists that's in America. That's crazy to me. And that's down that seems from 55,000 so in 2001. Was that their peak? Um, I... Mm, it doesn't say that. Hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think it would be safe to sort of guess that it, that it might have been. But um, just as kind of a, a kind of a, a strange other statistic, uh, hmm. during the same time period, the number of Wiccans uh, went from 134,000 to 342,000. Oh my God! So like, just just to kind of throw out like. A very sort of marginalized group that the, that we know that there really aren't that many of. Right. Um, Wiccans already have that. Those are their numbers. That's right. Crazy. And I had heard that Wicca was kind of growing. Um, yeah. But I, I I don't think I would have guessed those numbers. No. But anyways, um, Scientology a lot lower than I thought. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it's you know less than half of of its members disappeared from between <laughs> two thousand eight and two thousand. Uh, one yeah um and the british census showed um just over 2400 scientologists across england and wales wow um it, it also a fun statistic um for 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 britain um 73 times as many brits identified themselves as jedi <laughs> But nonetheless, the article. Um, what, what I what really intrigued me about this article is the fact that they've been in in the middle of a building um, blitz. Really. Mm. They've been building their ideal org buildings. Ideal org. They call it ideal org. I guess that's kind of what they call their um, local um, churches, huh. <laughs> for lack okay. of churches. I mean, I the the two Scientology sites that I'm aware of in Salt Lake. The one on Fourth South and the one down in Sugar House, um, though they're they're both just like officey looking buildings. Yeah, they yeah. just moved into like commercial office spaces. Right. Um, and and I, I I just have a sense that that's always that that's typically what it is. But nonetheless, um, 
they um they they've been in the middle of this huge huge growth mm. for the, their construction and i guess they've just been bilking their local membership huh just just like going after them and they've and that's part of the problem and why so many people have been leaving is because they've just been woken up to the fact that all this organization <laughs> cares about is, is their money is their money wow um apparently the um the fundraisers who come in from the central church actually um receive commission oh. for how much they end up raising and they end up raising way more than they need for the lo- for the construction or the renovation uh-huh. and purchase oh, of this funny. local building and so the whole thing is just like it's starting to kind of crumble yeah um and yet they're they're and and they've been kicking out all these like high ranking people who like have questioned the the practice yeah they and, will and going after them and suing them and they end up having to sign like non-disclosure agreements <laughs> because they'll settle with them they'll give them some money and right say, but you can never talk about this yeah and they of course they practice shunning and all well, that kind of stuff yeah they're i mean it's i mean it, it's pretty wild did you um, ever hear the that whole uh thing that somebody leaked of uh of tom cruise talking it was an interview where tom cruise was talking about his scientology and just going nutso about his oh it was a big thing on the internet yeah like, that one the that yeah one yeah 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 and he, talking about his special powers and the fact that if he drove past mm-hmm. an accident he knew he had to stop because he was the only one who could help <laughs> i'm the you know i know that i'm the only one that can help and that's what scientology was it the one where he would just start laughing for no reason Mm, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, apparently, though, L. Ron Hubbard's um, the model, the, the founder of Scientology, mm-hmm. um, his his model for how this was all supposed to work was working just fine. And mm. it was bringing in a shit ton of money um, because he the, the, the churches, the local churches, basically um, worked on the franchise model. Mm. Um, a local franchisee would set up shop and all they would have to do is pay about a small fee of about 10% of what they were doing, what, what they were, bringing what they in. were bringing in for right. their books and their services. Because I mean, that's the thing, everything you have to pay for all of it, right? The audits and the crazy, your, your e-meter hookup. Exactly. All of it's paid for. And I guess they charge quite a bit. Well, I'll tell you it. what's free. You get that personality test for free. The first initial one. one. The first one's free, and then which everything then, else. Which then magically tells you that there's a shit ton wrong with you, and boy, do we need to help you. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap, you exactly. need our help bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and this was, this was working basically just fine. They would do some goodwill donations and that kind of stuff, a little charity project or a new center, and they would do a little fundraiser, and all was good. The whole, his whole model was on it being lean, and simple right. and just bringing in money. Yeah. Bring in the money. Yeah. And and it and it was doing a great job of that. But for whatever reason, and that's maybe the part of the article I haven't gotten to yet, is they've sort of they've really shifted to it just being bilkum, bilkum, bilkum. <laughs> just just pull the money out of the locals. So now I've just flashed back to uh I've flashed on a scene from uh from Jerry Maguire. Only instead of Cuba Gooding Jr., it's it's L. Ron Hubbard saying to Tom Cruise, "Show me the money." Yeah, yeah. Show yeah. me the money. Oh, help me help you, yeah. L. Ron Hubbard. You had me at a hello, <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. 
Oh my gosh. Well, there you Anyways, go. I think we need to dig in more on this whole Scientology thing. Like she, this was just a very like I found it this morning mm-hmm. and just kind of read it and was like, oh shit, I'm running out of time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, let's uh, dig in. Maybe we'll yeah. do it. Okay. We're we're just, we're saying it on on air. Right? Uh-oh. We're gonna go. Look. Well, we're not saying we're doing it next week, but <laughs> I think we need. I think we need to look at Scientology. Yeah, I think so. It's a you know, there, there's a lot that's coming out right now. There's been a number of really interesting tell-all books. And mm. there's so much going on, that, so much talking and speaking against Scientology right now that, Scientology, that, that the central church actually is having a hard time with their normal practice of just suing the pants off of you, mm. right? And just going after you if you say anything about them. Because there's just so much. There's just this flood of criticism right now that they actually aren't able to, to, to shut it down the way that they used to. Yeah. Which is interesting. So it might be a perfect time to, to really talk about it. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to get a nasty... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> All we do is we just report what people are... We just we just say... We just read articles and then talk about it. So Scientology, don't come after us. Yeah. Go it's after... and Frank. <laughs> Believe me. We're just harmless. <laughs> We've never heard a fly. Anywho, um, hey, uh, I'm going to tell you a little story. Mm. It's about uh, uh, Monsignor Kevin Wallen, a respected and prominent Connecticut priest. Oh, yeah? Who uh, who um, went missing for a little bit. Oh. Kind of went AWOL. Okay. Uh, he, and he, he hadn't been contacting his parish uh, for a little <laughs> bit. Okay. That's interesting. And uh and so yeah, they, they got a little worried about the Monsignor. He went on sabbatical <clears throat> and then uh he and then he's like he stopped talking with his diocese. Oh. Which worried his fellow priests. Yeah. Um so they uh as a result his uh faculties for public ministry were suspended mm. uh and he had not been reassigned or anything. Turns out he was breaking bad. In what sense? Selling meth. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. In large quantities. What? Dude was slinging the meth. What? (laughs) What? He had like the perfect cover. Yeah. Except for the fact that he stopped showing up to... Yeah. And he got... Doing his stuff. And he got caught. Was he he addicted to meth? Uh, You know, it doesn't really say that. But it does say that he was... uh, yeah, he apparently he he made them. He, here's the thing, I don't know if you guys watch Breaking Bad, but you don't start out an expert in the meth world. Mm. You got to learn some things. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. apparently, one of the things that he hadn't learned was not to sell uh, to undercover agents, which he did on a num- on oh, numerous occasions. No. So yeah, they uh, the DEA <sighs> totally caught him. But yeah, he's. He's he's like he was a totally well respected priest. Everybody was loved him and was totally into him. He looks like he was he, he looks like he looks like a a severe German actor was cast as as the character of the priest. Ah, yeah. He's a uh, <laughs> he's he's an yeah he's he's a fine looking fellow, but boy huh. he's uh there's gonna be some new some some new priest action in the jailhouse. Wow, coming up. I just—it's not really news, but I just thought it was so funny, dude. You wow. know, 
I'm I'm guessing he actually that... wow. That's is it I mean that's fascinating. Did did he like watch Breaking Bad and say, "Hey, that looks like a good idea." <laughs> I don't know. Like, like how do you just what I don't get is like like how you do that. Yeah. Right? Like how do you make that transition from priest? I I don't know. He's a 61-year-old man. Why does he need I mean he was living a life as a priest. Yeah. He's got a good he had job. Everything taken care of. Yeah, he probably lived in, a, in in like some church housing somewhere. I, I, it's, it's minimal expenses. Baffling to me. And as as we found out, great like breaks on taxes and yeah. You know what it is? What dude was bored. <laughs> he was bored out of his mind. Mm. He just couldn't handle it anymore. He just wanted to. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the. The Diocese of Bridgeport released a statement uh, that called him, quote, a gifted, a gifted, compassionate, and accomplished priest, and said that uh, his arrest was uh, both shocked and concerned his colleagues. <laughs> Who were quickly hiding their stashes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, you know, you got you to gotta know that a lot of priests are at least like smoking pot, right? pot i wouldn't be surprised at all they gotta be i mean that, that wouldn't surprise me at all that prescription w- drug oh yeah sure abuse probably because that one that seems to creep into any community yeah it's so easy to justify people's and and to get hooked as well yeah. you get you you know you uh you 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 know mess up your knee or something and oh sure or your back and yeah. you have some prescription and then all of a sudden you if it you can happen, it. just create it. If it can happen to Rush Limbaugh, it can, oh, it can no. happen to Seriously. anybody. Seriously. That man has a constitution oh. of steel. <laughs> Shut up. No, the U.S. Attorney's Office claims that, uh, that he sold shipments of methamphetamine to, under, to an undercover cop six times. Shipments? Shipments of it between September uh, 2012 and January 2013. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they believe it came from California. The meth. Oh, so he, he was just a distributor. He was a middleman. He was. Whoa, <laughs> he was cooking it in the rectory's basement or something. No, which he should have been. Oh my god, that's, that's where the money is. Cook, <laughs> cook your own meth. How I don't. <laughs> None of that make, it doesn't make any sense. No, he must have been using. He had to be using. I I don't. I, maybe. Like, think about it. I mean, how do, how does... It's not like he had a family to provide for. Right. So it's what is like, he doing? It's just it's... the mind reels. The mind boggles <laughs> at this prospect. It just delights me. No, it me. does. It totally... The, I, the, everything about this just make just makes me go a little... Huh? I'm, I'm truly... I have no <laughs> conclusions. I have nothing really to say. I only have questions. Uh, yeah. Yep. I only have questions. I just want more detail. I know. Well, okay, we're going to have to come back on this story as let's, we know more. Let's, let's try to interview the guy. <laughs> we'll go to we'll go to his jail cell. I don't know that. <laughs> we can just go there and just be like we have to know. We don't care. We don't judge you. What the hell was going on? I'm sure it's going to come out. Uh. It's going to come out because there's going to be a court case. The the local media will follow it because that's just too juicy. Yeah, you know. I mean, the national media might even pick up on it a little bit. So crazy. Goodness gracious, <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. Breaking bad. Um. Well, here's um another interesting perspective on religious folk in America. 
Um, they're uh, apparently, according to the Pew Research Center, yeah. uh, from a study that they 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 performed recently, um, the um, Roe v. Wade doesn't see quite the, the overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah, doesn't see quite as much support from religious Americans as one would think. Oh, really? That it's that it's only fifty four percent of white evangelicals actually strongly want to see uh, Roe v. Wade overturned. Only 54%. Right. Uh, And then substantial majorities um, of white Protestants, black Protestants, and white Catholics coming in at 76%, 65%, and 63% respectively um, say that the ruling should not be overturned. Wow. Isn't that really interesting that's very interesting it, well i mean it means that these people all and we all know it these people all have friends and family members mm-hmm. who needed an abortion at some point in their life yeah i, I mean right I, I guess i mean i or or I, it just friends means, friends yes yeah i've, I've known i've known people but, in my yeah, family, but what, what i'm life. saying is that like it's it's the same thing with the whole gay thing as soon as you know enough people mm. who are good people who come out to you as gay, right? you're like, oh, right. maybe I'm being crazy about this whole right. thing. And then as soon as you know enough abortionists. <laughs> right. As we all, <laughs> we all know, uh, you know, four or five abortionists in our lives. <laughs> you know, Susie down the street does her abortions. <laughs> the home kit. At, at home. Yeah, sure. She's got the sign up over the door. <laughs> Okay, um, but nonetheless, um, really, really fascinating because I I had yeah. sort of been thinking that that and 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 I'd heard a statistic that that like this is really like um, that the Roe v. Wade is is really in danger, right? Because most Americans are now kind of coming around to the to 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 kind of believing this apparently only barely majority evangelical viewpoint which is mm. that it should be overturned yeah and and so i'm just like th- this it's really fascinating and it's really interesting that um that that's just really not the case right. that that's more of an assumption right um and that when you really start to dig down into it americans uh, th- th- this is this is a really vocal minority right and americans at large are just Either fairly indifferent, or or they think it should, or it they think that it should stand, remain as it is. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you know what it is. What those of us who are who are, who are supportive of Roe v. Wade don't go down to the abortion clinics and yell supportive things to the girls walking in. That's what we need to do. You're making a difficult choice. <laughs> we support you in your difficult moment. <laughs> we understand what's happening. We under- this is your right <laughs> because it would be an awful thing to do of course it would be but if we're aware of anti-abortion activists being out and about yeah. it probably would behoove us well, there, to, there to, are, be, to go and be really supportive there I mean, are really cool like I know at a lot of places I don't think there are any There's no nobody's picketing Planned Parenthood here in Salt Lake 
but no, but I, there I've are never heard of that. But you know the, where they are, where people are picketing and 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 yelling at at uh, women who are getting abortions. There, a lot of times, there will be people, supportive people, who actually will act as escorts mm. and walk the women into the oh, place. Oh, wonderful! And, yeah, and you, that's actually really nice. Yeah. No, what we do have in Salt Lake um, is one of those um, those. Uh, it's like they, I forget what they call them, but they give them like it's these Christian. Um, it's this Christian group that they set up these offices typically next door right. to Planned Parenthood and they have um, a name that sounds like they're a similar service, but all they do is talk the girls out right. of getting an abortion yep, yep. and don't really provide all of the, the wide spanning right, know, right. Um, and they'll, they'll say of that, services. They'll that say that they're Planned just Parenthood there to, to educate you and then they'll say, and then they'll say a bunch of stuff that's unsubstantiated, like mm-hmm. th- things like, and at 16 weeks, your your baby can feel pain mm. and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, really? How do you know that? Are you sure? Yeah. No, they're just making it up. You at don't... 17 weeks, your baby can read Shakespeare. Right. <laughs> at 12 weeks, your baby knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say it yet. Mm-mm. It's a while. But in its mind, it's going, Mommy. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> And, and, and usually going, Daddy? Daddy? Where are you? <laughs> I can't wait to meet you, Daddy. <laughs> I want to come out into the world. <laughs> That's just awful. That's awful, Dan. Yeah. I'm putting my foot down now. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible joke. I don't, I don't like it. Well, there you go. Damn. We need another court case to rule against me on that one. Yeah, yeah. I I wish there was. No, so so everyone out there, don't <laughs> stop, don't stop. You know, fighting yeah. against the, the, don't, the people. Don't who think are we've lost. Against we've Ruby actually White. won, but nobody knows. Right. Well, this is, uh, but, but this is great. This was I found this on CNN. Oh, no, that so is good. The report the reports out there. Good. But um, we need to just start. It needs to get more into the common, you know, into sort of yeah, just the common parlance then, and and the common understanding. That this isn't this a 50-50 is, thing. It's not a 50-50 thing. It's not, this, it's not breaking down that way. That right. It is okay to, because it, most of the country believes that abortion, while it can be a very painful and difficult choice, should be legal. Right. So murder babies with impunity. Dan, I didn't want to take it there. <laughs> and yet I did. Oh, Dan. Oh, I kid, people. I kid. <laughs> we joke. We joke because we love Anyway, well, that brings us to to uh, ways that you can get in touch with us yeah. and complain about my abortion jokes. Yeah. So, Dan the Abortionist. <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. That's a good way to like us. To, to say hello. Uh, you can email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. And, and another way to get in touch with us is to leave us a voicemail. Yeah, people have been Four, doing that. Yeah, 424-666-8442. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's easy. Guess what, folks? It is just voicemail. <laughs> That's You're all not going to get us, Mm-mm. right? You're you don't just... have to worry about somebody picking up or <laughs> explaining why you're calling. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to leave a voicemail to and the thank thing God is, I'm atheist. The thing is, we're so easy about this, too. You know, you just call in. Yeah. You, you just... Say a few things. And yeah. Well, we're on your side here. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't be nervous. Don't worry about it. And we're, then uh, we have a thank you. Oh, we do? 
don't we have a thank you? We need to thank uh, Carla. Oh, yeah. We, oh, you know what? We haven't mentioned this for a while because we don't want to hit you guys over the head with it too much. Right. But you can be supportive of our podcast. Yeah. Um, we don't have any other means of making any money off of this thing. We don't make any money off of this thing. <laughs> yeah. Right now, all we're doing, we're, we're getting close to the point where we're actually like not losing money on it. Right. Um, but yeah, Carlo is our latest subscriber. Yeah. Uh, you can go into thankgodimatheist.com and you can, there's two things you can do. You can either, uh, give a one-time donation for mm -hmm. which we are very, very grateful, or mm -hmm. you can become a subscriber and just uh, sort of, yeah. you pick a level at which you're comfortable giving us a monthly donation. Right. And uh, it helps to support us, and it helps us to, uh, we're planning, yeah. we've got big plans in the works. Yeah. We keep saying that, but we honestly. There actually is a, a plan. There is a plan, and uh, <laughs> and it's something that we think you guys will really like, uh, but we need some help doing it. Yeah. So if you're willing to do that, if, if you find what we do of value. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then show the love. Yeah, spread the joy. Yeah. Thank, so you go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on support. Yeah. All right. And we thank each and every one of you who has done that very much. And so let's go to a quick break. Mm -hmm. This is um, Fisher. What's his first name? Is it Brian? Is Brian it Fisher, silver-haired fox. Yeah, I think it's Brian Fisher. <laughs> He's not much of a fox. He's a silver-haired, silver-haired devil. Um, yeah, um, he's. Uh, this is him on his uh, on his radio show, um, Focal Point. Is that a thing? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, Focal Point is. That's the bug in the corner of the <laughs> of the the thing. But anyways, um, he's talking about. Um, this is natural disasters, mm. right? Um, because you know, whenever, whenever something like, um, like the the big hurricane that just happened, Sandy, right? Yeah. Um, whenever anything like that happens and people are suffering, it behooves the religious commentators of this country <laughs> to uh, to come up with, with an explanation to come, to, to explain it. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is his explanation. Mm. So here's the thing to remember about any disaster. It is always a call on the people of a land to repent before God. That's always the ultimate purpose that God has for allowing these natural calamities and these natural disasters to come into the life of a nation. God knows when a nation needs a corrective influence. You know, there would be times... I'm not saying this is an exact parallel, so don't misunderstand me, but there'd be times when our kids were young and, and you knew that they were just cruising for a spanking, cruising for a bruising, although we didn't bruise our kids. I'm just using it because it rhymes. But you just knew that they had an attitude and they hadn't done anything yet that was going to require an actual spanking. They were right on the edge. They were skirting the edge. We were very, very careful in our household. We didn't spank unless it was a willful violation of a known and understood rule of conduct. And before we'd ever spank when they were when they were small, we'd make sure they could verbalize to us exactly why they were getting spanked so that they would know. Well, God sees a nation in the same way. He sees that a nation can be right on the edge of making decisions that are going to be uh, fatal to that nation. And he says, look, the time has come when I need to spank them. I need to get their attention. I need to humble them under my mighty hand. And that is the purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Oh, God.
God spanking. However, I think that if Mr. Fisher were to really believe in God's uh, in in God's methodology, mm-hmm. he should have spanked his kids before they did something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think his point is we're doing stuff that's wrong. Yeah, but he's saying because like, we we are a he, sinful nation. Yeah, but he's saying that God sees it natures. coming. God sees it coming that we're gonna that we're that we're on the wrong track. That we're going down the wrong road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he spanks us to the right road. Yeah, and mm. it's a really it's really effective. That's what's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's a natural guys, disaster. You, I mean, it's just. Do you guys I mean, remember I'm, I'm how almost, I'm almost believing in God? Do you remember how after Katrina? We all stopped sinning for a long time. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? How like Hurricane Katrina hit us and then suddenly we were all like good people for a while. <laughs> yeah, it was, God. Crime rate, rates went down dramatically. I, I and... like a good natural disaster, honestly. <laughs> it really does sort of Cle- bring things into the palate. Focus. <laughs> is what yeah. it does. Yeah, and you realize it breaks some bad cycles, <laughs> you know. Oh, goodness. That's fun. Yeah. <clears throat> Very hey. effective. God God works in, in mysterious and inconceivably <laughs> stupid ways. If that's, yeah, if truly, that's what God... It's, that, you always think that when, when someone says God works in mysterious ways, that they mean <laughs> like we don't understand all of his things. No, the mystery is how the fuck does God expect any of this to be effective? <laughs> that's the mystery. <laughs> The mystery is right. why does all of what God do like why is it that everything that God does doesn't have what what we are told is the desired effect? Yeah, just has no inf- impact at all. Th- that just I mean it just goes to show what a truly wicked people we are. <laughs> that it does go to show yeah. that I yeah. feel pretty wicked. Yeah, wicked awesome. Yeah, that's how I feel. Really? Oh yeah, wicked good. I feel <laughs> wicked good. Shut up. <laughs> Oh boy! <clears throat> well, we have a, a voicemail. Do we do we have not? a voicemail. We should uh, we um, should play that. That's, yeah, that's much better audio than Brian Fisher. Yeah. All right. This is uh, from Mitch. Uh, I actually had a story. Have a story I wanted to share with you. A couple years ago, um, one of my friends at school wore like a, a a wooden rosary that he got on a trip, and he wasn't wearing it for for religious purposes, and he wasn't going around like advertising his religion or anything but kind of wore it as more of a fashion thing. And the teachers, you know, they made him take it off as a religious symbol. So as a sign of our support for him, uh, every the, the day that they were going to make a decision about what to do disciplinary about him, we all wore just the most flamboyant, outlandish religious symbols we could find, and they ended up just, just ignoring him, ignoring it, just dropping the whole issue completely. Um, I just thought that was... That's just kind of a little interesting story. Uh, keep up the good work. Love the show. All right. <laughs> Way to use religious symbols. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as as I, a protest. I think, it, and as fashion. As fashion. Oh, absolutely. Oh, maybe, highly fashionable. Maybe we need a to start crucifix? wearing. Maybe we need to start wearing religious symbols, conflicting religious symbols, as fashion. Mm. Put like a cross here and a crescent over there, and well, you could wear a hijab, Dan. <laughs> could and just a lovely hair, like a little. Hair scarf, head yeah. scarf thing. Yeah. Right? And then a cross. <laughs> and then just confuse everybody. Yeah. With absolutely. my beard showing through the hijab. Yeah. 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 And a turban on top. <laughs> Underneath. Uh, under, uh, oh, the hijab. Turban, the hijab. And then a hijab up and over. <laughs> the, like, the, like a Sikh. 
turban yeah. style thing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you could wear like one of those um, little prayer um, waist things. The, oh, the oh. belts, the prayer belt things like, that Jews. It's actually like a Hasidic it, Jews. It's, it's actually a whole thing. It's a yeah. It goes uh, over the shoulders. It's like a scarf thing. And it, and it just, just dangles. Hang, it just dangles down. I did not know that. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, well, oh. I'll wear all of the things. You should wear all of them. We'll wear. Let's go out in all of the things. Okay. And people will say, what are you? And we'll say, we're humans. <laughs> and then just and no, righteously just, it, walk away. It's fashion, baby. It's fa- that's right. Exactly. <laughs> um, this is called Religion Chic. So <laughs> you guys should probably check it out. Yeah. It's hot. It's really hot. I'm into it. <laughs> it's like all the rage right now. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. Way to be. Yeah. Way to show some solidarity. And way to, way to call a, a school on... Well, I, I I don't know. How do we feel about a school's banning religious iconography? I don't think they should. It seems silly. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that there is the there is the vague potential, especially these days, for that kind of thing to get way out of hand. Mm. For it to become cliquish and for it to become almost gangy. Well, unless the school is like in, either has extremely strict dress code or school uniforms, right? Then I don't think that um, I don't think they have any business in regulating what what people are wearing. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, right? With within I mean, reason, th- I, I, mean, I think there's you're right. obviously like you know, no gangs, no gang colors. Ob- obviously and... that, and there's a certain amount of like revealing clothing, right? That you have to put a limitation on, right? But like, um. If it's just a thing that you happen to be wearing and it's not like being a distraction. Right. Which I don't see how wearing a crucifix or, or a rosary. A rosary or a hijab or anything like that could possibly be a true real distraction. Right. It's more of a teaching moment than Yeah. Like if if, if it does cause discussion, then you need to have that discussion. Right. Although that's a discussion that a lot of teachers are terrified to have because they get in trouble. Yeah, that's true. Um, Nobody's saying the public education system is broke. <laughs> yeah, it's broke. It's broke. Yeah. Oh well. But anyway, that's why I'm going to homeschool my kids. It's it's a really smart thing to do, and good for the kids. <laughs> good for everybody. Yeah. Um, I I've got an email here that I wanted to to read. Oh yeah. From our, our friend Lewis, apparently. Okay. Lewis is uh from Tai. It lives in Taiwan. Oh, we got a listener in Taiwan. That's fantastic. I'm going to assume we have dozens of listeners in Taiwan. Sure. Yeah, just I don't see why we wouldn't. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, he's he, he, interestingly, he's originally from South Africa, um, but hmm. he, he lives in Taiwan now. Okay. Um, and he said some nice things about us and our podcast. And then he, uh, he said, I, I'll just quote him. I grew up being very rebellious against everything that smacked of religion coming from a staunch Protestant family. I was more or less atheist and openly so with my friends, but not with my family. Then I had a temporary lapse of reason. I converted to to Catholicism, and quite sincerely, I might add. Wow! It all began. It all began as I took up a post uh, with uh, the. Oh, I took up the post of cathedral organist in the mm. city I lived in at the time. Oh, okay. He's a mu- musician by trade. Um, and uh, I adored the music, the ritual, the mystery, and the mystery is in quotes, by the way, <laughs> and the genuinely sincere uh, community. 
But about 10 years after my conversion and my confirmation, sanity and reality slowly returned. And now mm. I'm in a very difficult situation and it's hard to get out of. Mm. I don't think I'll be able to come out to, quote, come out soon as an atheist, simply because I don't want to upset my wife and... To be quite honest, since moving to Taiwan, going to church happens infrequently enough as to not be an issue of discussion. Hmm. Oh, okay. So, oh, and he makes this point. I thought this was interesting. He says, as a matter of fact, the vast majority of people in this country totally lack any sense of spirituality as we know it in the West. The concept of a personal God is completely missing, but superstition is rampant and all oh, connected to ancestral worship. Whoa. However, if you start asking about the superstitions... Most people simply don't know what it's all about, and they just blindly follow traditions. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, he also says that he enjoys, he says, I enjoy your interesting snippets about the Mormons. Over here in Taiwan, there there are many handsome young men in white shirts on bicycles riding around and doing what they do. Yeah. The only uh, thing I admire them for is for their unbelievable command of the Chinese language. Even after 12 years of living here, I certainly won't be able to explain the intricacies of Mormonism to, Mormonism to the locals, let alone con- try to convert them. Yeah. That's one thing they do. Yeah. They do good language stuff. Yeah, but try to talk to them about anything besides religion. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they know all of the religion words, and then you God, say— God, I can go in-depth in Italian into just religion <laughs> right. and religious concepts. But, but try to teach somebody how to make a soup. And it's a slightly more difficult. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Lewis, thanks for that. Uh, in terms of, uh, gosh, he is in a bit of a bind, isn't he? He's got a wife yeah. who's, who's a, clearly a true believer. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like we're going to give you marital advice, Lewis. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But, man, I sympathize with you. Yeah. Personally, I, you know, I'm... It doesn't wa- sound like it's a huge... A real huge issue. Right. I mean, if... But that is always going to be a bit of a wedge. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to be to be in. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where now he's got this thing where he can't share all of what who he is with his wife. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Lewis. Keep up the, uh, keep up the good fight. Yeah. Over there in, in, in Taiwan. Yeah. All right. Well, and thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you and very much. in touch with us. We're glad you're there. And then we have another letter. Mm. This is actually from a couple of weeks ago. We decided to sit on it for <laughs> for a minute um, because it brought up an issue that we wanted to spend a little bit more time on. Right. Um, but anyways, um, this is from Rachel. Mm-hmm. For those of you who've listened to all of our episodes, you'll remember Rachel co-hosted with me on one a while it's, back it's that yeah. rachel yeah um and uh she says hi friends i was listening to your most recent podcast and one of you mentioned briefly the lds bishops don't require any spiritual training they're basically just laymen who are given a manual to read once they get called to the job anyway it got me thinking about the role of of patriarch um i don't know that much about patriarchs i never got my patriarchal blessing nor have I had someone let me read theirs. My impression of the patriarch is that he's basically just a spiritual psychic. <laughs> is this correct? <laughs> if so, I have the same concern for the patriarch's lack of training in the field of psychic reading as many people have for the bishop's <laughs> lack of training. 
<laughs> Did either of you receive a patriarchal blessing, and do you still have a copy that I can read? Oh. Incidentally, does the LDS Church uh, believe that psychics are tools of the devil? Seems strange that they would staff their congregations with them. Um, and then she <laughs> P.S. Did either of you play ward basketball? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, anyways, thanks, Rachel. Um, the patriarch, for those of you who are not familiar with this idea in the Mormon church of mm. the patriarch, um, it is every um, um, every stake has calls this older man who's probably served as a bishop and maybe even in the stake presidency, but he's definitely had lots of, he's a very important and well-respected individual, but he's kind of older or whatever. Right. Um, they call one of these types to be the stake patriarch yeah and of course a stake is like a diocese right right For yeah those of you who a stake are like, is, yeah the way it's a the collection way it, of wards and and a war oh so a ward is an individual congregation mm -hmm. and then many wards make up a stake exactly and then and so they'll call one for a stake on right. a stake level and uh and so the the, the patriarch <laughs> i love that rachel <laughs> connects it to it basically being like a psychic reading because what happens is you go in when you're usually like 17 18 ish yeah. you're that's typically it's the age right but there's no set age. there's no set age for this at all but it tends to be something that you're supposed to be adult enough to understand to, what's going to on to appreciate and... it yeah and so you go you go over to his house and you sit in, in his front room and typically the wife works as you know as a scribe and operates the uh, the tape recorder, right? Okay. Yes, and the the, the patriarch himself, um, so, you know, you have a nice little conversation with him mm -hmm. for a minute and pleasantries, and then it's time for you to s take your spot. You sit on a chair. He gets behind you. He Did you go his... into the patriarch's home? Is that where you were? Well, everyone in my family—that's what it was. But mine was just at the ward house. Oh, okay. Um, in the in the town where he lived, mm. um, we just met up there. Yeah. Um, because he probably lived out in the country somewhere and would have been <laughs> hard to find. And but nonetheless, I mean, <laughs> a little different out in Oklahoma right. than than here. But but uh, again, um, you sit down in the chair. He puts his hands on his head, on your head, right? And uh, and then he starts to basically tell you your future, right? Yeah, he tells and, you and your past. Strangely, a little bit of your a little bit of your past. He tells you what tribe you're from, right? Right. He he identifies your tribe. <laughs> And then he, yeah, he says things about you being one of the the elect of heaven and mm. blah blah blah, and just there's some pretty standard phrasing that I noticed that were common. Between, oh yeah, the same like, shit starts popping up in everybody's thing, right? But you're but he then makes it very specific to you, more or less, as 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 very specific as psychics tend to get. It really is. The same as a psychic reading. Yeah, it's interesting that she because I never put that. I never, I never put those two things together. No. But it is like exactly the same sort of specific but general. Yeah, such as I remember a line mm -hmm. in mine saying because I was so baffled by it. Um, there is now a young lady, uh, a, a a young lady being prepared for you. <laughs> right. Oh, she's out there waiting. She's still out there praying. No, I know. You've, I know. You've ruined this girl. I know. It's really <sighs> sad. She was prepared. She was being prepared. I know. She She's in a dress somewhere, just like at a bus stop, just sitting, <laughs> just waiting. 
Waiting and waiting. She's prepared yeah. for it's you. It's very sad. It's yeah. very, very, very it sad. It is very sad. But there's that. Mine also said something about that I would sit and counsel with the brethren. Like, mm. so it sounds specific. Right. But what does it mean? Right, right. What does that really mean? It could and you mean can... anything. And so people will, like, keep it folded up and maybe at the back, like, inserted in the back of their scripture. Yeah, because then they, they, send, can... they send you a transcript of it. Yeah, exactly. So you keep that. And and then all typed up, right? Mm-hmm. And they actually sent a copy of it to the church headquarters. Right. So that they can keep it on file there and safe in case mm. you need another copy. Yeah. And... Um, probably keep a record for themselves. Yeah, I think... The patriarch does. Yeah, I, I, I would assume. But nonetheless, it's this really strange... Um, I, I mean, maybe it's not that strange, but it's this kind of unique thing that mormons do part of the mysticism feels weird you go into some you meet some stranger and they put their hands on your head and tell you a bunch of shit and you know what what's funny is that i was i was at this point a deep true believer oh okay yeah and had huge hopes for this thing yeah like this thing was going to rock my world and change my life like i was excited (laughs) to go into the patriarchal blessing i was ready yeah well, I was excited for it because it was definitely one of the things in Mormonism that that kind of signals that you're 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 growing up, mm, right? Yeah, and and you're you're becoming an adult, yeah. and it's it's definitely a rite of passage. Um, it is in, and, in Mormon circles, and, and boy, the way the way they talk about it, it's like it is it is for you. It is special. Well, the Lord is speaking through this man. Yeah, he, that, yeah, he, oh yeah, he yeah. Is a it's that it is, he is that. a channel for for the for the Lord's voice. What the Lord wants to say to you right now. In fact, I think that's common phrasing. Is mm-hmm. the Lord? There are things the Lord wants you to know. Right. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, then, the Lord wants you to know that. Uh-huh. that they'll say that in the middle of their yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, you 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 know what? You wish that they would just that they would do a little like. <laughs> no, no, no! I but, am the Lord thy God. But this I... this is how Mormonism blends <laughs> strange with boring. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the whole thing. Is that like. You have the temple that we've talked about at length now, mm-hmm. right? But and it has these like strange elements, but that it's absurdly boring. Yeah, right. It has these things that should be fascinating, but then it's just <laughs> surrounded by the most nauseatingly boring, <laughs> bland, watered down, yeah, nonsense. Yep, taupe colored walls. Yeah, you know, just as beige as beige can be. I can still they see. Will just they will. That is Mormonism. Mormonism is beige. With just like one little dot of red or pink. In the oh corner. yeah! Like it's just so like. But anyway, so the patriarch—it's the same thing. He can, would never the way out of the character of Mormonism to like start shaking and right, and right, like, right. No, no, no speaking in tongues or anything like that. Just no, just just that sort of boring incantation tone. But Mormons believe in speaking in tongues, but they believe that that's what the missionaries are doing when they learn a foreign language. <laughs> Oh well, no. I right? I've heard of Mormons saying that they speak in the are you know that someone spoke in the Adamic language. What? Yeah, in the Ooh. early in the early days of the oh, church. early yeah yeah when the mysticism of Mormonism was much but more even, even the prevalent the, even when... the temple ceremony used to have a phrase that was meant to be in the Adamic language. That's true. They took they translated it <laughs> and <laughs> took they it out. <laughs> Here, the words of my mouth, we will not be using Adamic language anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I you know it's funny that I can still remember 
the room that I sat in. Mm. I remember it was this this old couple's home, you know, with the uh, with 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 the sort of Cookie Monster blue couch and like some mm. dusty mauve chair <laughs> sort of thing. It wasn't more powdery than Cookie Monster. Yeah, it was probably more powdery. Yeah, okay. yeah. but you get the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sort of sculpted carpets and whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So I sit down. The guy puts his hands on my head. After, you're right. After a little bit of pleasantry, uh-huh. and you know, the old lady's just sort of creepily recording. It felt like she was <laughs> hovering. It's like okay. <laughs> and then he says all this stuff to me, and it all. And I was so excited. I was so. Uh, oh, and by the way, I had delusions of grandeur at that point too. Oh, I sure. really wanted to be in the tribe of Aaron. <laughs> This whole tribe thing, I, I don't even know how to describe this tribe thing to you people. The tribe thing. You wanted to be, you you wanted to be a natural holder of the Aaronic Priesthood. Yeah. You wanted, oh my God. I wanted, you you basically become a bishop. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're of the tribe of Aaron. Yeah. It's like this, th- nobody's ever of the tribe of Aaron. No, they'd be shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, they can't do it. <laughs> Everybody. It's always like Manasseh, or right? Ephraim. Ephraim. Yeah. yeah. There are these tribes. You're, it's like the ten There's tribes two. of Israel. There are two that they kind of just will go back and one. Ephraim's the big one, right? Right. Yeah. Everybody. There will be a few Manassehs, and then there will be like. Is it is it separated by race? Do you think it is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, 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 the Manasseh tends to be brown. Like, uh-huh. If you're brown, you're Manasseh. If you're... <laughs> so that's why there's not that many. <laughs> But every once in a while, they will throw in like, like the patriarch will have like a little, a little moment where he feels like he really needs to just like throw in like a crazy tribe. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so I was really hoping that I would get to be like insta bishop. I don't know why, <laughs> but I, I just oh. wanted to feel special. I think. Right. Because I felt it so deeply. Right. I, right, I right. believe this so deeply. Yeah. I, you are the tribe of Ephraim, and then he proceeds to spew a bunch of completely general shit and i saw straight through it instantly right i mean it's the same thing as as a psychic if you're looking if you're Mm. looking to believe already if you Mm -hmm. go into it believing oh yeah you're going to select the things that hit Uh and you're going to instantly your brain will instantly shuffle away all the misses right and you won't even worry about them well, those those because I mean that's the whole transcript thing, right? You're you you're you're meant to ponder this for the rest of your life, right? And so something that meant nothing to you when you were 17 years old, all of a sudden when you're 45 or in your 60s mm. and you're reading it again, I've heard like my mom say that like all of a sudden she found something new that yeah, she had never be- focused on before because she's working to like make sense of the thing the oh, whole yeah. time oh, so yeah, yeah no, you're going to you're going to figure out ways that everything e- applies to you even but. when it's like a, you know a complete mess yeah it, you're meant to it, ponder it yeah but the thing is it's not meant it's supposed to be a hit like if 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 you have real but genuine if, misses but if it's it's if, probably your fault you've probably <laughs> been sinning <laughs> but it, <laughs> is yeah. the problem yeah yeah it's a weird... It... Well, yeah, and the, it will come true, right? The specific thing, the specific, in quotes, things in it will come true if you live righteously. Yes. Right? Yeah. So if they don't come and true, only if it's you totally on you. Yeah. Right? As, as you with were, all things You weren't keeping religion. up your end of the bargain, so that thing didn't come true. And you will find something that made you not worthy. Yeah. Because you're a human being. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this church is requiring things of you that 
that are impossible. Absurd and impossible. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's because I masturbated. Now everything's ruined. Yeah. And you're gonna masturbate. Oh yeah. 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 It's pretty funny. I uh, I got that thing. You know, they, they and then they send it to you in the mail. Uh huh. You know, a couple weeks after you after you've had the the blessing. Right. And I read it over once and just stuffed it in a drawer and sort of in disgust. I was just like, this is so stupid. Really? And you were in the moment of true believing? Yeah. I was really disappointed. Like, heartbroken. It was like a bad Christmas morning. It was a bad Christmas morning. <laughs> it was like, socks and underwear? Fuck you, Mom. <laughs> Literally, it was so... It was, I, was, I was heartbroken. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. Um, by the way, Rachel, I did play ward ball. Ward, oh, ward really? Basketball. Did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I refused. <laughs> I flat refused. You were it busy was... with band practice. Yeah. Not ward band practice, but... <laughs> I wish there was a ward band. <laughs> <laughs> Out in the back. Playing Christian soldiers lot. on a sousaphone. In the, in the, in the, in the baseball <laughs> diamond. Oh, gosh. Uh... Well, there you go. I mean, it, yeah. Psychics. Yeah, Mormons the, have a psychic. The steak psychic. Yeah. That's and what I'm going to call him from now on. The steak psychic. Yeah. My grandpa was a was a patriarch. He was a ste- he was a psychic? He was a he was a psychic. Wow. And here's the thing. You technically in Mormonism you only get one patriarchal blessing. Yeah, that's true. You only yeah. get one, but if your father was a patriarch, you can have two. You can have what? one from your steak patriarch and one from your father. So my mom has two. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. If it's your dad, they can do one for you. They can they can throw out a special one. Right, because that's also one thing. Once you're a patriarch, it doesn't matter whether you are the current stake patriarch, you're still a patriarch. Right, yeah. It's a, and so, okay, that's like there is an emeritus sense. status yeah. for patriarchs. Once a patriarch, always a patriarch. <laughs> Unless you get yourself, like, uh, excommunicated or something. Then you're still a patriarch. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> you can be a rogue Mormon psychic. <laughs> just run, running around, giving... Traveling town to town. Once you're kicked out of the... You just give blessings to any old buddy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, put your, you just walk up to random people, you know, at the, at the, at the train station. Tribe of Ephraim! <laughs> Tribe of Manasseh! <laughs> Come here, brown person. Manasseh! Just bef- right before they kick you out of the church, you make, <laughs> you, you make like 10 people of the Tribe of Aaron. Just yeah. to fuck with everybody. <laughs> Aaron, 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 Aaron. It's like duck, duck, goose. Yeah. And then, oh, and then, and then they're, they're like, oh, I guess you're a bishop. Congratulations. <laughs> well, I don't know what to do with you. Uh, yeah, Mormon kids should play Ephraim, Ephraim, Manasseh. <laughs> <laughs> everybody gets Ephraim, in a circle. Ephraim, 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 Manasseh. Ah! And then everybody runs and you chase, chase, chase. <laughs> oh. Last one into the house is a Manasseh. <laughs> That's oh, dumb. God. Well, I think we just lost more, well more than half of our <laughs> listeners. Yeah, but we're having fun. <laughs> so there you go. Well, if because there's no, that doesn't make sense to anyone. No, but it's oh, fun. Oh, you Xmos out there, have fun with that. Yeah, and the rest of you go and play Ephraim Ephraim Manasseh just <laughs> just for, because for shits and giggles. 
<laughs> just know that you're making fun of Mormons, even if you don't understand it. Right, right. Because to be honest, I don't fully understand the whole tribes thing. No, I, I would have to like really look into it. And I don't think that they really encourage. It's not one of the things, again, these sort of, the, 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 these kind of mystical things have held on in Mormonism. They don't spend a lot of time on them. Right. They and don't spend a lot of time talking about it officially. Well, how could they spend any time on it? They say that I'm of X tribe, and then if my sister happens to be of Y tribe, how the fuck does that work? Well, it's a spiritual tribe membership, not yeah. a genetic one. <laughs> Even though we know that like specific groups will end up usually being Manasseh. It's just it's so crazy. It's the gathering of Zion though. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the, yeah. the twelve the twelve tribes. They will they will reemerge in the last days. Yeah, and don't the by, ten, by like, the way, tribes, don't maybe. go uh, don't go looking up tribes of Israel uh, on Wikipedia because you won't find real you won't you won't find the Mormon thing. Oh, right. You'll, you'll find the 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 actual like Israel you know Jewish thing. Right. Mormons think they're Jews. Yeah, I don't no. know. Early don't... Mormons, I mean Mormons still feel a strong affinity. <laughs> for for the Jewish faith, yeah. even though they don't know anything about it, yeah, which right. we, which we've made abundantly clear on this right. show, yeah, because <laughs> we don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our ham handed attempts at explaining anything <laughs> Jewish, we've tried, um, we've looked it up, yeah, a little bit, <laughs> anyway. but anyways, um, well, thank you for listening, guys. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, yeah, you you can do all sorts of things. Go to Facebook dot com and click on like. When when you find well, don't just click on like on anything. <laughs> just random. Just like. click on the first thing you see. Just like it, <laughs> and then go to facebook.com slash tgi atheist. Yeah, that's and, the uh, one. And and uh, look for the pretty clouds. Oh, we love the, the clouds and the words Frank and Dan. Yeah, so that you're sure that you're clicking on the right one. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And of course, um, you can also send us an email at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Yep. Or you can uh, call and leave a voicemail like Mitch did at. Uh, four two four six 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 TGIA, which is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Thank you. There you All go. Right. Well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Yeah, have a great week, everybody. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.